Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Natribute. Welcome to Natribute, the beauty comedy podcast, where we laugh, we cry, and we cream. I am your host and your guide, Jackie J, a.k.a. the Beauty Talk Shock Jack, your queen of creams, the host with the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, your favorite over-30 niche influencer, your kooky southern aunt. Welcome to Natribute. Now, I honestly feel embarrassed that I just declared myself the queen of cream in front of my <laughs> guest, because truly, that is unfair my guest today honey we have pulled a really big pull today my guest is a very respected professional i have been seeing her face in magazines across my instagram oh demi's looking fresh with the good skin who did that you know i've been seeing her forever and i'm gonna be dead ass honest every time i saw a photo of her i assumed she was younger than me i was like oh look at this young Early 30s, young 20s, hot chick doing facials. And that's wonderful. She radiates just youth and energy and her skin is incredible. And then I'm doing this research for this interview and I'm like, this bitch has been an esthetician for 30 years. And her brand is about to celebrate their 26 year anniversary. So she looks good, honey. Okay. Her brand is so old it can rent a car. (laughs) Without additional charges. 26, almost. My guest today is a celebrity esthetician, skincare expert, complexion coach, blogging babe, hat girl, motorcycle mama, a hustler, the pink-haired queen of Texas, first Dallas, (laughs) most recently Austin. You'll never see her drinking out of a straw. Please welcome my guest today, Renee Rouleau. Welcome Um, to Natribute, Renee. Thank you, Jackie. That was, I just love that intro. That was amazing. Listen, <laughs> I need to change it. I need to change my Instagram bio now to all of those titles. That's amazing. Find <laughs> me. I also, I will isolate the clip. You can use it for your voicemail, your daily oh my, affirmations. Oh my God, my voicemail. Anything. I'm available. <laughs> all right. I love it. We're Texas oh gals. God. We look out for each other. That's right. We absolutely do. Renee, welcome to Nashville. I ask this question to every guest. But this question is very on point for you because you've built an entire brand around this question. Correct. What type of skin do you have? I have what's called a skin type two, Jackie. I'm uh, a two. Oh, no, excuse me. Oh, wait, sorry. Wait, hold on. No, no, no. Sorry. I graduated. I'm a six. I was a two for oh, a million wow. years and now I'm a six. Yeah. So I've upgraded or downgraded. I don't know which one that is, but I'm a skin type six. Okay. And in the 
Rene Rouleau nine skin type categorization that is called normal anti-aging. And then it has eight or nine symptoms that describe that very specific skin type. But generally, I still can get occasional breakouts. I actually just woke up with one this morning on my chin. For the most part, breakouts are behind me. My skin is not overly sensitive. I want to keep good circulation, want to glow. I'm kind of more produces oil in the T-zone in the summer, but feels a little normal, a little tight during the winter, have a little bit of hyperpigmentation, a little bit of large pores, and, and then concern about aging and loss of tone. And all of those things kind of fall into the skin type six, where skin type two is a similar one. And I was skin type two for a million years, but that one was a little bit more focused on a little bit more regular breakouts. And luckily at age 52 and a half, my breakouts are much less. I literally cannot believe you're 52 and a half. I I swear (laughs) I'm not even blowing smoke up your butt. I saw a photo of you and I was like, oh, she's so young. Like, so honey, whatever you're doing, it's working. Okay. Well, thank you. And I have, uh, I have secrets for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm a two, but now I want to join you on six. So maybe I'll <laughs> take the quiz so I can feel cool. I know all the cool kids are at six now. I guess so. <laughs> okay. My next question. I'm very excited about this. Renee, please take me back. The first beauty product you ever bought or used. Do you remember what it is? I do. I do. I was probably, I don't know, third grade or something like that. But it was a mask called Queen Helene. Oh, yeah. The uh, mint, julep. Queen, mint julep mask. Yes. Yeah. So my grandmother was a hairstylist and owned her own hair salon. And she used to, when clients were at the shampoo bowl or something, she used to put that on clients' faces. And so I used to I'd be at our salon once in a while, or like we had this summer cabin and she would do hair at the house. And so she had a little corner in our cabin that had all of her rollers and hair nets and Queen Helene mint julep masks and everything. And so I used that mask then. And then years later, we actually had it in my aesthetic school. They had a jar of it as well. And I was like, oh my God, my grandmother used to have this. But I always loved the mint smell and have our mint buffing beads in our line and our mint renewal cleanser. And so I've always just loved mint and it inspired me to create some things in my own collection. An homage to Queen Helene and your brand. How exciting. (laughs) That mask, I have such fond memories of my mom putting it on me and we all have it on. And yeah, it's still around Queen Helene. It is still around. Yeah. I actually looked it up not too long ago. I was like, is that still around? And good old Amazon. It's there. Amazon has everything. Yep. Queen Helene. She's still out there thriving. Yes. Okay, Renee, this is your bonus warm-up question. I throw in a wild card for everyone. Yours is, what is your favorite Austin restaurant? So we have amazing restaurants in Austin, for sure. It's a foodie city. So to me, I've always been like, how do food critics really like, what makes their taste buds so great, right? And my my now late husband, he was in the restaurant industry. And so I used to always ask him, restaurants like thrive on reviews or die on reviews, right? I'm always just like, so somebody comes in and they taste something like, again, what makes their taste buds so special, right? Any better than mine? And he said, you know, Renee, it's really about the experience from the moment you walk in the door to the vibe to how the wait staff is, you know, how da, da, clean da, you the know, bathrooms are all clean. The whole thing. He said, it's like a play. The minute the curtain opens, they're on stage. And then 
curtain closes when you leave. So I thought, oh, that's interesting. And so I, from that moment forward, I always looked at restaurants like, what's the experience I'm feeling, right? The food obviously has to be good and it has to delight my taste buds, but it's also the whole feel. So there is a new restaurant. I live on the east side of downtown in Austin. And so I love to support restaurants on the east side, certainly. But there's a new restaurant called Kanji, Mm C-A-N-J-E. And it's uh, a Caribbean restaurant. And I just, I love the feel in there. It's not too big. It's really warm feeling when you walk in. They always have an amazing playlist. Their cocktails are great. I love their dessert. They have this black cake. Their jerk chicken, it's super spicy. So it definitely wakes up my taste buds. They have roti and just the whole feel. Like you just kind of feel all loosey-goosey when you're in there because it's got this Caribbean vibe to it, but it's still high-end and yeah, so Kanji is All right, is my I gotta go-to. go. You've sold me. Yes. I, I gotta check it Great. out. Have you been watching the new season of Queer Eye? I have not. I hardly watch any TV, but I'm familiar with it. It's and impressive. No, they filmed in Austin. Yeah, they've been doing a lot of people on the east side. So they just did this cute little cookie donut shop called OMG Squee. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes. It looks yes, super yes. cute. And I'm sure they've yeah. like blown up now. They've, yes, they've totally blown up since that. Yeah, for sure. I got to go back to Austin. I was there. I got married. I eloped there on Valentine's Day, but the storm Uh fucked everything up. Uh So I ended up having to just get, we eloped over Zoom in my hotel room because we couldn't leave the house and uh, it was a nightmare. But I still love you, Austin. I still love you. But that was not fun. That was bad. Well, so they say in life that when things go as planned... It's considered a success. Yeah. And when it doesn't, it makes for a great story. Yep. So I've got a story. How, how many times have you already told that, right? You've got yeah. your money's worth out of that story. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've, this was actually my second marriage. And my first marriage, the wedding was gorgeous, perfect, beautiful. It was all pink. You would have loved it. Ooh, yeah. Google it if you want to see the photos. Oh, okay. But, oh my gosh. you know, that didn't work out. So I've at least gotten one fabulous yeah. pink beautiful outdoor <laughs> wedding so there you go you know we all live and learn okay yeah. last warm-up question renee we could talk about my crazy weddings all day this show is called Butte. we celebrate our natural beauty what is the most beautiful thing about you i would say my ability to be resilient and none of us likes to feel pain or sadness and being down in the dumps And I just, I want to be happy all the time. I think what makes me beautiful is I have this ability that no matter what comes my way, that I can always find the little ray of sunshine. I can always find the good in something. Or when something bad happens, I'll always look at what the lesson learned from it or something. But my ability to be resilient and rebound from anything that comes my way, I think that that's what makes me beautiful. My ability to always remain consistently happy. And I just like to be happy. I just as much as possible. We all thrive in happiness, but I just really don't get down in the dumps very often because I just do whatever I need to do to pull myself out of it. And that is your resistance, honey. Yep. That's right. That's beautiful. That might be one of my favorite answers ever. Yay. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's, it's powerful. Okay, Renee, we could talk. I could ask you those warm-up questions all day, but we really got to get into skincare. We got to get into your amazing career. 
I know that you got into beauty at a young age, as you mentioned. Your grandmother did hair. I also read a, uh, an interview where you were talking about doing makeup on Slumber Party Friends. Everybody, you glammed them up. But when did you get into skin? Because for me, there's skin people. They like to pop zits. They like to get in there and look at pores. And then oh, there's makeup people and there's hair people. So when did you get into skin specifically? And do you love popping zits? Did you love popping zits at an early age? <laughs> So as previously mentioned, my grandmother was in the beauty industry, so I got exposed to it. And I really loved the way how beauty transformed people, Mm -hmm. right? Like someone could go into her salon, be down in the dumps. And my grandmother was part therapist, part obviously beauty therapist and making them look good. And just they come in blah and they leave just radiant mm-hmm. um, emotionally, visibly. And I just always love that transformation, the, the idea that you could really have an impact on someone's life and really boost their self-esteem and make their day and have them be happy because now they feel good because their you know, hair isn't gray anymore or whatever it is that they desire. So I grew up in that and that really had a big impression on me. And I was a horrible student. I was making up detentions the morning of my high school graduation. I was the 1% of my high school class that didn't go to college. I for sure have some ADHD in my blood. And so I just, I can't sit still well. And I just, traditional school wasn't right for me. So I was trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. And my mom, because again, like I used to do makeup at slumber parties in the fifth grade. I just was always into it. In high school, I worked at a pharmacy and I was constantly using my employee discount to buy all the beauty products and whatnot. And then I used to mail order these products from Beverly Hills, like I'd save up my babysitting money. And so I just was always into it. And so my mom's like, Renee, you've always been into beauty. Why don't you pursue a career in beauty like your grandmother? So I went to school. I didn't even know what an esthetician was because this was late 80s. And yeah, that's a fancy word. I know, right? The word alone. I mean, try spelling it. And I always um, misspell it. I won't even show you my document here. It's a mess. Yeah. Well, also like the word entrepreneur. Oh, you know I always fucked that up. That wrong? I, I finally like, got restaurant a few years ago. <laughs> I can get restaurant now. Right. You always miss the you in yes, there. Yes. Right. It's restaurant for right. everybody listening. <laughs> <laughs> with an, so with an a. anyway, so exactly. So I went to school to become a hairstylist and I got a job working in a salon and it was a really nice high-end salon. And I I technically looking back on it, it's like they put you through boot camp to see if you can actually make it as a hairstylist. So number one, I was a shampoo tech for six months. So I'm basically shampooing hair all day long. Now your hands are dry, they're cracking. It's just a hot mess, right? And so that was like your first boot camp test. Can you handle this, right? Then they put you with children's cuts, right? With kids. Oh, wow. So that's how you start out. So now the the second test, it's like an episode of Survivor, like, can you make this? And literally, that's who your first clients are screaming children. And so you've got a three year old on a mother's lap, the, the child screaming bloody murder, and you're trying everything not to cut their ear off. And it's just traumatic. And so pretty much I failed after that. I was like, nah, I can't do this. But all jokes aside, I I just never really felt like I was that creative. I am creative, but that just didn't excite me. They're very different fields. 
Yes, mm -hmm. very different field. So luckily the salon that I worked at, they actually had an esthetician and they had a facial room. And I found myself just always like hanging out with her, talking to her, peeking my you know head into her facial room and be like, what goes on in here? And the science of skincare products and ingredients. And there was just more to it that I found fascinating. And so I went to school to become an esthetician and then worked uh, back at the salon again. And then my coworker, this, she was my mentor. We ended up opening up a skincare salon when I was 21 years old. I was living outside of Boston. We had that for five years. And then she closed it down during COVID, but we're still super good friends. But I just felt the desire to leave the East Coast. And I moved to Dallas and started Renee Rouleau 25, a little over 25 years ago. So, and then now my company is based in Austin, but to answer your question about popping zits. So <laughs> when for sure, I was always a huge skin picker on my own skin, like not a good skin picker yeah. either. And then my brother, when he'd break out, I'd always be like, Oh, what's on your back? And like any opportunity. Ooh, I, I love popping back zits oh, on men. It's the greatest. Yeah. And so when I found out that there was a career that people would pay you to squeeze zits, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, really? Like, they always say in life, figure out what you're passionate about and find a way to make money doing yes. it. And I was like, oh, I found my calling. So the story of my skin picking. So my big skin struggle, I had actually back acne during high school a lot, a little bit on my face. But in my early 20s, I started getting a lot of cystic acne, mm -hmm. like the hard, sore, not bumps. And you're never going to win trying to squeeze those because they're so deep under the skin and it's just a hot mess anytime you try to do it. But I would always try to squeeze them and I just was like, oh, something's in there. And I was a really bad skin picker probably until I was like 28. And I remember my husband, I'd be in the mirror and literally I'm like bleeding, scabbing the whole thing. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, honey, my hands are licensed. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And again, it was like blood's dripping down my face. <laughs> and so I ended up like, all right, this is ridiculous. I knew I was making it worse. I'm not helping it anytime you squeeze. That's like a doctor that smokes. Right. It's like, I repair this for a living yet I'm that's doing right. it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm always trying to cover up all these post breakout marks that linger for three months and the whole thing. So I ended up giving it up as a new year's resolution one year and I have lots of blog posts. I have a no picking skin contract on my blog. We sell the no picking twisty toy, which is this little thing that we sell on our website to keep your hands distracted. So I'm a big advocate for not picking at your skin, but more importantly, really in my blog, we'll talk about this, but really explaining why it's not working for you and what to do instead and really get behind the psychology behind it. And I've heard so many success stories of people who quit picking as a re result of my story. So that's super exciting to be able to help people that way. Incredible. Pickers Anonymous out there, go to the Renee Rulo blog. Yes. It's true. I had a really bad experience. I picked a little spot on my leg that ended up becoming an infected abscess. Oh my gosh. It was Dr. Pimple Popper, but not fun. Yeah. yeah and it was a horrible experience having to drain it a bunch and it wouldn't heal. And oh I was actually pregnant at the time and I didn't know it yet. I'm pregnant now. This was a few months ago. Wow. Congrats. Thank you. And it was like a whole thing. So I was like, oh, my baby. So 
Ah, uh, don't pick. I learned the lesson. Yeah. Renee's learned the lesson. Nobody pick. Okay. Yeah. It's a no win situation. It's a no win situation. And if you want to pick, just get a boyfriend or a husband or a man or somebody with the back with some oily spots. That's my advice. Yes. Perfect. Oh, yeah. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay, Renee, I ask every guest at the top of my show what type of skin do you have? And the whole ethos of your brand is around this question. I get dry, normal, or oily. But there are more types than that, as you just discussed with us. You have created nine types. Why is a customized routine so crucial for getting the results we want? So I'll tell you the backstory of how that all came to be. So when I went to school to become an esthetician, you learned about dry, normal, and oily skin types. Mm-hmm. And you also learn about something called Fitzpatrick skin types. And Fitzpatrick, I ended up meeting Dr. Fitzpatrick a few years later, and it's still used to this day, but it's more for skin color, like skin mm-hmm. tone. And so that comes in handy when you're doing really deep chemical peels or lasers, because certain lasers can't be used on certain Fitzpatrick skin types. So I learned about the color of the skin through Fitzpatrick, and then kind of the skin conditions of dry, normal, and oily. So when I became an esthetician, you know, so excited. I'm now out of school. I'm ready to get going. And all of a sudden I'm working with clients and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Skin's a little more complicated than just dry, normal, and oily. Sometimes people are dry, normal, and oily, right? right? And so a big part of my job is to set people up with a skincare routine so they can continue the results at home. And so the salon I worked at, we had a skincare line and it was like two cleansers, three moisturizers, like super limiting. And again, they were all towards dry, normal and oily skin types. And it was like, gosh, now my client has rosacea. She has adult acne, which is different than age acne, melasma, all these other nuances. And I'm like, okay, how am I supposed to put someone in like dry, normal and oily that tells us something, but it's not that helpful. And so I ended up asking, convincing the salon owner to bring in a second skincare line and eventually a third skincare line so that I could have options and create a curated routine for my clients. So fast forward years later, I said, there has to be something better than this. So I, from all my years of experience, I developed the nine skin type system seven years into my career. I I had seven years under my belt. I'd seen every type of skin possible. And I determined there were nine types of skin. And then I started, when I started Renee Rouleau, I started a skincare line based off of that skin typing system. And so my line has 50 products that span the nine different skin types. We have five more in the works right now. But basically, when people go to ReneeRouleau.com, they take the skin type quiz, they get put into their skin type, and then they get that personalized curated routine. And at the end of the day, if you're wanting results, if you're wanting positive change in your skin, you have to use products that speak to all the needs of your skin. Mm -hmm. And so when people take the skin type quiz, they're like, oh, my God, this sounds just like me. How'd you know this? And I'm like, well, you know, it's like your zodiac sign. It's like I'm a Scorpio rising. I'm a Rene Rouleau too. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You got it, Jackie. And I love on your website, when you take the quiz, it offers you three different things. It says, okay, basics, like you want to just dip your toe in, here are the four things you need. But if you're extra as hell and you want to really go there, we got the full range. Like it's so helpful. 
Yeah, yeah, because we recognize, and, and that's my years of working with clients. Some people are basic people. They just want a couple things. But if they're going to take the time out for a few things, they're like, make it the best things. What are the, the three best things I can use? So that's our basics kit. Six is essentials. And then complete is like, I'm diving in. Yes. I want everything. I've thrown and everything so, out that I have. I need to start right. new. Start fresh. Right. Yes. Yep. Fabulous. Well, I know everyone listening that hasn't taken the quiz is now like, color me intrigued. I need to take yeah. it. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Speaking of exciting, I'm so curious how you're in Dallas, you're killing it, you started your line, you're doing facials, and then your name starts circulating in the celebrity Los Angeles Hollywood world. How did that happen? <laughs> How did you go from the Dallas queen right. to the LA Hollywood queen? So it started in Dallas and a lot of people are like, how did you get celebrity clients? And there's nothing secretive. I just asked yeah. literally that simple. Wow. So case in, in point, I've been Demi Lovato's esthetician for, I think like 13 years now. Demi was raised in Dallas mm-hmm. and so Demi had a house there and basically this was like during Camp Rock days and Demi was um, on tour with the Jonas Brothers and someone said, oh, Renee, Demi's in town. You should give her a facial. So I have an IMDB account. And so I was able to find her manager's email. And I basically just sent an email and said, hey, would Demi like a facial? And they're like, yeah. And so I was like, great. And then I basically went to her house and that was 13 plus years ago. And then word of mouth. Right. So then what happened, then the second part of it was Lisa Rinna has also been one of my clients for probably around that long as well. And I used to be the skincare expert on a Dallas morning show. And Lisa Rinna was in town and she was in the green room the morning I was going to be on. And so we started talking. And so I gave her a facial. So between Lisa and Demi, so Demi was spending a lot of time in LA. And then Lisa lived in LA. And both of them were like, oh, you need to come out to LA. I'd love to see you there. I can send you my friends, etc." So between Lisa and Demi, I started going out to LA and then started getting referrals. And yeah, I just saw Demi a couple days ago. And a few other clients that I see out there. So I kind of pre-COVID, I'd be there probably every six to eight weeks and now a little bit less often. I kind of have a handful of clients that I adore and I love seeing and I either do a house call or work out of a hotel room and and I love it. It's fun. But yeah, so we just have a good reputation and they adore me and they post about my products. And speaking of Queer Eye, Demi was just interviewed on Jonathan Van Ness's podcast Mm -hmm. and they were raving all about me, so I really appreciated yes, that. Yes, that'll pay off. Yeah. Jonathan's been on this show we love. Yes. Yes. Nice. Well, that is so fun. I have another question pertaining to this. So I have had many careers, as all L.A. comedian people without rich parents do. We've had to really claw our way into this uh, market. So I used to do eyelash extensions. I did eyelash extensions for five-ish years in my late 20s. People would tell me crazy shit. Like you were saying, your grandmother was a therapist in a way. You don't have to tell me who. You don't have to tell me. Have you ever been shocked by something you've been told? Oh, of course. (laughs) You know, I mean. Renee didn't even bat an eye. She's like, what a silly question. Of course. No, 30 plus years of of being in a room with people. Yeah, I've heard it all. I think from... There's, of course, like skin sins, right? Like mm-hmm. crazy skincare stories. I, I know somebody who that used to like nail file their face mm. and this was pre-microdermabrasion. So in theory, I guess they kind of invented microdermabrasion, so to, so to speak. But Is this a um, celebrity? No, 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 no. I had a celebrity once at the end of the facial 
she was like, Hey, do you know where I can get a pack of smokes around here? And I'm just like, really? Like <laughs> of all the people to ask, you couldn't have just like walked out and asked somebody on the street. Like, really? Like yeah. you're going to ask your esthetician that hmm, that's a weird question. I had another client that just went and pounded two shots after a facial <laughs> and I'm just like, all right. Thank um, you for reversing all the work I just did. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, and certainly I've had my share of diva clients, mm-hmm. all people that are just, oh, what a handful. And I'm also really choosy about who I'll take as clients. So I've fired clients before. Yeah. How do you feel about people being on their phone during? Is that a no-no? I mean, most people aren't. Yeah. And most people aren't. Only because at this stage in the game, I have such good relationships with my clients. So we're friends and we're catching up. But I also think a facial with me is not just, hey, I'm going to let you nap for an hour and I'm going to do my thing. We are getting into your skin, right? I am playing detective. This is an expedition. We are both buckled into the Jeep. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. So it's, yeah, in order for me to help them, I need to ask them a million questions and really to identify how I can help them best. So no, we're deep in conversation. I know someone who disclosed to me that Leonardo DiCaprio plays Candy Crush during his facials. So just throwing that out there for everyone. <laughs> all right. Yep. Okay. You know, we all have That's our right. hobbies. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. Renee, I would love to ask you about masking. I, it, this probably depends on which type you are, but your masks are one of your hero products. Everybody knows mm-hmm. about the Rene Rouleau masks. How often should we be masking? It's one of those things. It's such a treat for me. I really should be making more time to mask. But what is the ideal amount of masking? Is it once a week? Is it once a month? What is it? I come from this at the angle of like, what problem are you trying to solve, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of it's based on your skin concern and kind of what's up. So fair. <laughs> right. So we have a product called Triple Berry Smoothing Peel, which is an at-home peel. And a lot of people consider that a mask. Mm-hmm. You put it on for 10 minutes and rinse it off. So in theory, it's kind of like a mask, but we call it, a, it's, an, it's actually an exfoliating peel. That product we recommend using once a week, but you should also be using a little another acid serum, maybe two times, two other nights during the week, which is like a serum that you leave on and put on moisturizer and go to bed. So some sort of acid exfoliation between the peel and a serum should be three nights a week, four nights a week, but a traditional mask. So you've got clay, sheet masks, gel masks, cream masks. Some people make some bubble masks, but those four cream sheet gel and clay are the general you know, categories of those. So gel and sheet are similar. They're water-based, so they're more delivering water into the skin. A cream is if you're really dry and you want to add oil. And a clay mask is more like kind of pore purifying and a little more oil clarifying. And then of like between gels and clays, those can also have a lot of anti-breakout properties to it. So those, you you wouldn't use a cream mask if you're breaking out, right? You don't want the oil. So I think it depends if somebody has a lot of breakouts that then they can use them more regularly. So case in point, in my line, we have a gel mask called rapid response detox mask, which is one of our best sellers. And it's a calming, hydrating, anti-breakout mask. They say that your face is actually the dirtiest place of your entire body. So by the end of the day, I know, by the end of the day, without you realizing it, you've been touching your face all day long. You have things under your nails. Just the dirty air circulating in our homes outside. 
everything. Right. And so it's really important. And especially for people who are breakout prone to really clear the skin of bacteria. And so that mask, if somebody's breaking out regularly, I I tell them use it every night to kind of like reset the skin. It gives a clean slate, destroys surface bacteria, calms, hydrates. It just resets the skin. So something like that every night. I wouldn't tell somebody to use a clay mask every night. I think that probably could get maybe a little drying in the long run. But if you're a cream mask, it has oils in it. But if you use just a good night cream, you're going to get a lot of good moisturization from that. So I would say probably once a week for a cream mask. But then masks are always good to do like post-flight to reset your skin. So yeah, so hopefully that kind of gives a little guidance. There yeah, you definitely just broke down all the different types of masks. So anyone listening right now that says, oh, wow, if I want this result, then I should get this mask. Yeah. Very helpful. And we have a lot of blog posts on masks and how often and all that. Like I said in your intro, the blog babe, you were such an early adapter to the blog. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. She's on on top of her shit, everybody. Yeah. Okay. I just read, I believe this was an article you were interviewed about 25 years with your company, 25 facts or 25 helpful tips. Two things that blew my mind. I mentioned one in the intro that you do not drink out of straws. And the second one was hanging your head upside down every night. Makes sense to me, but can you explain to everybody why you do these two things? Because I find it fascinating and I feel we always need the tips. We always need the kooky tips that are going to give us a little extra something. Right. So the idea is I've always looked at skincare as lifestyle as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of looks for like the magic product, right? Renee, what's the best product you have to cure this problem? And sure, I can certainly have those kind of recommendations, but it's really lifestyle. It's how you live your life and the habits that you do or don't do. And so I've always looked at things like what's accelerating aging that I could cut out. So one is drinking out of straws. And and, and with that being your pursing, right? Yes. So like save that expression for kissing, but also drinking out of water bottles. Do I drink out of a water bottle occasionally? Of course I do. But drinking out of water bottles, that's also a pursing. So if you can try to drink out of a glass. Widen the top. Widen the top. Okay. Exactly. Because... It will cause those little lines. Of course it will. Yeah. Of course it will. I mean, it's, yeah, it's wear and tear, right? You don't think much of, you know, pursing a minute here, a minute there, but over the course of a lifetime, yeah, of course that breaks things down. That's So one. would you say same with cigarettes because you're sucking of on those course. little sticks? Of mm-hmm. course, that would be something, a habit you would not want yep. to implement. So another thing is, before I go into the head upside down thing, also sleeping on a pillow. So... They say, I've heard it said before that it's the second cause of wrinkles in the face is how you sleep. And I will say that if I have clients over the age of probably, let's just say 40 or over 40, starting in the early 40s, I can tell how they sleep (gasps) based on their face. So you can see certain creases that are from ironing wrinkles into your skin when you sleep a certain way on a pillow. So So the best way to sleep is on your back. Now, that also means you'll get little lines across your neck because mm. your head's a little down and it's a little squished. So either way, you're going to get something out of the deal. But sleeping on your side is really squishing the skin and accelerating the marionette lines or nasolabial folds is what they're called. So 
ideally not sleeping on your side. Now I am kind of a side sleeper and a back sleeper. I toss and turn all night. But if I do sleep on my side, I get a firm pillow mm -hmm. and I actually, and I have this on my blog, a picture of me sleeping, but I actually position my head on the corner of the pillow. So in theory, it's only touching my cheekbone up. So the whole like bottom part, I never touch the pillow. And I've somehow trained myself to do that even when I'm tossing and turning. And when I wake up in the morning, I still find myself, if I'm on my side on the corner, of course they have sleeping pillows. People have invented ones that position your head in whatever way. That's over a lifetime. We sleep however many, yes. how many years we actually spend sleeping. I think sleeping. a third of your life or something. Right, Very, right. Yeah. So, right. And then the next one is speaking of at night sleeping. So a big part of what I think helps the skin to maintain vibrancy and all that stuff is circulation. Mm -hmm. So blood circulation slows down with age and people's skin gets more sallow. So if you look at your 80 year old grandmother, her skin is kind of gray, right? We lose capillaries and we don't have fresh blood pumping to the skin, which doesn't bring oxygen and therefore you're not getting new nutrients to the skin cells and just circulation slows down. You want your skin to be able to get pink, but you don't want it beet red, mm -hmm. like AKA rosacea, right? We don't want to add more redness to somebody that already has good circulation like rosacea. But on the flip side, you don't want that grayish, dullish kind of skin. And there's certain nationalities of people that are gonna be prone to having poor circulation versus not. So people who are Irish, they're gonna have more pinkness in the skin because they're more rosacea prone. People who are German or Russian are gonna have more yellow, sallow skin. You know, their skin's a little thicker. And so one of the things I do at night is I hang my head upside down over the side of my bed. So I'll just have my phone be looking at Instagram or whatever. And I'll hang my head upside down. And basically it's rushing all this blood to my face. And so again, you're getting oxygen, you're bringing new nutrients to the skin cells. So that's like food for your skin cells. And it's just this super easy, simple trick that I've gotten in the habit of doing. And I think it helps the greater good. I have two follow-up comments. Number one, again, I'm pregnant. Once you hit, I believe... 15 weeks of pregnancy, you're not allowed to sleep on your back anymore because it can cut the circulation off to the baby. And I had already oh. trained myself to sleep on my back because I'm trying to preserve this mug. So that has been very <laughs> difficult for me to sleep. I've woken up on my back and been like, my baby, my baby. That's <laughs> so everybody, word of caution, be careful out there. And second thing that I was going to say is I just read this article about the secret to youth is circulation. And blood and moving your blood flow, blood yeah. flow. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I'm going to start hanging my damn head upside down every day. Yeah. No, I, I'm a total believer. When I was younger, I mentioned the summer cabin we had, but my mom's side of the family, they're Finnish from Finland. And so they invented the sauna. And so as a child, my summer cabin, Wisconsin, we didn't have running water. And so we bathed twice a week in the sauna. And I just loved how you just had that pink glow afterward. And so here in Austin, there's a place I go downtown Austin. So about twice a week, I take a sauna and I just love the circulation aspects of it. And I just think blood circulation is just really important because again, it slows down with age and you want to keep everything moving. Well, I'm looking right at you, and I'm believing everything you're saying, because, <laughs> again, uh, 50, 50, what'd you say, 51, 52? 
52 and a half. 52 and a Not half. that I'm in a rush to get to 53. Yes. I don't know why I put the half on there, but just being totally honest. I think it's important. <laughs> I, I personally do a little happy birthday song to myself on my half birthday, and we all should. Yeah. Yeah. 365 days, you know? Celebrating life. Exactly. My next question, 26 years ago, how was skincare different than it is today? Is it vastly different or is it basically the same? We just, ingredients are named different things. So it's interesting because obviously I'm not my first rodeo. I've been around for a while. I went back last year to, in honor of my company's 25th anniversary, I had lost my diploma from when I went to school to become an esthetician. And I decided to go back to the school that I went to to become an esthetician. And they were so sweet. They actually printed up a brand new diploma for me and backdated it. So going back to the school that I went to 30 plus years ago, not that much had changed. I hadn't stepped foot in the school since I left. And it was up in Boston. And not that many things changed. I mean, obviously, like skin treatments, they're doing more advanced things mm-hmm. in school than certainly when I was there. But a lot of it just felt the same. And, and that's not a bad thing at all. But sometimes it's just the basics, the mm-hmm. essentials. But then what was interesting was they had a skincare line that they had at the school. The school I went to is called Catherine Hines Institute of Aesthetics. And Catherine created her own line of products. And they had a case and they had all the old jars of some of the products from way back when. So she had a cream we used in school called Magic O Cream. Mm. Well, she called it because Catherine back in the day used to be Jackie Onassis's esthetician. <gasps> That's who I'm named after. <gasps> oh, my God. Really? Yes. My mom oh my God, is like amazing. a Kennedy head. Oh my gosh. Have you been to that museum? Did you go when you were in Dallas, the uh, Kennedy Museum? Oh, oh, in Dallas, of course. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh my gosh. It's incredible. Incredible. Oh my God. One of my favorite museum experiences I've ever had. Yeah. They redid it maybe 15 years ago or something, but oh, it's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. So in this case, they had the Magic O Cream, which was Jackie's favorite cream. (gasps) And so I'm looking at these products that were again in the case. So they're from a long time ago and I'm looking at the ingredients and I know that we haven't evolved as as much as people think we have in skincare, but a lot of the ingredients that were used back then are still certainly used now. We're always like, oh my gosh, there've been so many advancements in skincare. And the reality is they're really having that much. And part of this, I, I just realized this without going too far down the rabbit hole, but speaking of animal testing. So one of the reasons why there actually haven't been a lot of advancements is because we don't do animal testing any longer. And so, yes, there's other ways to test that are still super good, but that slowed down a lot of things because no one wants to put out a product, especially here in the States, we're in a very litigious society and nobody wants to get sued for anything it's all about safety and rats are never going to sue you that's right (laughs) and uh, exactly but buddies will and i love that there's no animal testing and truth be told when brands are like oh we don't do animal testing if you wanted to do animal testing here in the states you literally couldn't even find anyone to do it like they used to have bunny farms back in the day all of this you couldn't even get animal testing done if you even wanted to and so I always giggle a little bit when a new brand comes out and they're like, oh, we don't do animal testing. Like you literally can't do it anymore. But good to know China's a little bit different story, but they're 
changing their ways as well. Mm -hmm. But animal testing has gone by the wayside. That's no longer a thing. But the point is, is when animal testing, and I lived in Dallas, Mary Kay was one of the last companies that were still doing animal testing. And I just remember like all the controversy with the fact that they were one of the brands that were still doing it and all this sort of thing. But wow, Mary Kay slapping lipstick on beagles. Who would have thought? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so once animal testing stopped, a lot of the safety testing stopped. And so there wasn't a way to innovate with ingredients because there wasn't safety testing. And now there's in vitro and there's a lot of different ways that we can safety test now, but that slowed down a lot of the innovation for a long time. It, it seems like, oh, there's all this stuff happening in skincare and there is, but really a lot of the ingredients that are used today have been used for a long time. And because they're tried and true. And that alone makes it safer, right? When you launch some new ingredient, we don't really know that much about it, right? But something that's been used for 20, 30, 40 years, it's proven to work and and be safe. So it's changed a lot in consumers. Everybody's super into skin and there's so much more awareness of skin compared to 26 years ago. But everyone's much more focused on preventative aging where when I started, you didn't do anything until you saw the brown spots come on or until wrinkles came on. You would then be like, okay, we need to do something. And now everyone's like, I don't want brown spots. I don't want to get wrinkles. There are 12 year olds on TikTok doing retinol and hyaluronic every night. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 that's a whole nother story, right? So (laughs) they're starting younger and younger, aren't they? Yeah. How fascinating, because I feel that's always what people say. They go, well, why can't you just get broke college kids and test your products on them? But you're saying because they'll sue your ass. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's always about product safety. And the reality is like today, a big buzz in the industry is all about clean beauty, right? And ingredients that are harmful and bad for your health. But that's all going to go by the wayside also, because the reality is, it's illegal to sell products that are harmful. You know what I mean? Like, so if you are aligned, case in point, parabens, right? You hear a lot about parabens, methylparaben, propylparaben, all of that. And they got banned and have a bad reputation, but there's still a lot of brands that still sell parabens and brands like mine at some point kind of have to cave because it kind of ruined it because everybody got scared and fear mongering and that sort of thing. So Uh, all but one product in my line. We don't use parabens, but the reality is there's no proof. They just got a bad reputation by consumers and consumers got scared. But the reality is there's still a lot of brands out there that sell, you know, parabens. And the reality is like, you could go to jail for killing people. You know what I mean? And it's just like, and they're not killing people, right? Parabens aren't killing people. Yes. You heard it here. You heard it here. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's always something to be mindful of. You can't sell products that are ruining people's lives. You would never be in business. You can't do that. And the FDA would never allow that. There'd be a class action lawsuit and they'd be gone. Right, of course, of course. Oh, yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, yeah. 
I have two more questions for you. I'll try to get you out of here quick, but I have to ask you about the color pink because you can't see now. I'm having my bathroom renovated at home, so I'm actually at my best friend's house. If I were in my office, you would see my pink walls, my pink frames, my pink neon sign. Love it. Love it. The color pink. I'm going to read you something. So my wedding ring is a, a Podparacha sapphire. Oh. And I've wanted one my whole life. Beautiful. And uh, they're just like a beautiful pink stone. But I read this on a Podparacha sapphire Instagram. It says, the color pink is said to embody all that is good in the world, from kindness and understanding to tenderness and passion. I cut that and pasted it. I love that so much. What drew you to the color pink? Because I know you are a pink lifestyle gal. Yes. Slash... What is the secret to your pale pink hair? I read that it was pastel pink overtone somewhere in an article. Is that true? It is true. Yes. Okay. So so my history with pink actually goes back to that first salon that I worked at. So this was late 80s. And back then, there was something called Color Me Beautiful. And Color Me Beautiful, do you know what that is, Jackie? Have you ever heard of that? I believe I do. Yes. So what color me, it was... I mean, they need to bring it back. It was so hot back then and someone would make a killing if they brought it back. But basically what it was, was they would have these color swatches, these 16 by 16 mm-hmm. inch color swatches on a ring and they'd have all these color swatches. And the idea was that you want to wear colors that enhance you, your hair this color. Is the summer, the so, fall, the winter, right, all of The that. winter, uh-huh. exactly. Mm-hmm. And the spring. And so- Back in the start of my career, when I first became an esthetician, I also did makeup as well. And so we incorporated that into makeup as well. So I would have a client in my chair before I would do their makeup and I would put all these color swatches and you could just see someone's skin color just light up when they had the right color versus it would just go blah and didn't enhance them, right? So I learned the power of color back then. And so I'm a spring and I've always tried to dress, dress to that for the most part. So on my blog, I have talked about what colors are just not bringing out the best in people. So that would be like here in Austin, we have UT, you went to UT, but like Mm -hmm. burnt orange. The color is horrible. Right. Burnt orange doesn't look good on anybody. All my photos from college, I look horrible. Right. It is such a hideously unflattering color. Yeah. Love you. Hook 'em horns, but that's right. Hook 'em horns, but yeah. yeah. So, so burnt orange. And it's actually funny. I'm kind of wearing like a rusty shirt. I see shirt. that. It's a little more mustard. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, actual mustard is never good. Kind of that, yeah, like Dijon mustard color. Yeah. That doesn't look good on anyone. Even like khaki, the color of light tan khaki, like mm-hmm. that's not doing anyone any favors. Army green isn't doing anyone any favors. So, kind of those warm yellow base they just make the skin look sallow and the colors that do look really good on people is a nice cool icy pink cool icy blues cool icy purples black tends to be kind of neutral but just those cooler icier pastel-y kind of tones so anyway I decided that I was just kind of bored with my blonde hair and wanted to do something different it kind of started out rose gold but I started this whole journey I don't know, probably eight years ago now. And it's kind of evolved through the years, but now it's a pale kind of cotton candy-ish kind of color. It's not 
screaming pink, but subtle. Sometimes it's hard to tell a little bit. Sometimes it's more like at night. If someone can't really see, they're like, wait, it certainly is your signature though, because it It is, is it's this very specific pale pastel pink. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's subtle. In Austin, we say keep Austin weird. It's, it's not as weirdish as it could be because it is kind of subtle. I could have it much brighter, but so I chose pink one because I'm free to be me and I love kind of living my life just being unique and I'm not afraid to be bold that way. But then secondly, I just felt like it was a color that enhanced my skin and just flattered me well. So so you're a spring. So light pink is a good flattering color yes. for a spring. My yes, husband says does. I'm a fall. I haven't done the test. Yeah. But I need to. But here's what's so interesting about it. So all the fall colors, Jackie, are all the colors I mentioned. The army greens, the mustards, the rusts. Well, then I looked horrible in the burn orange at UT. So. <laughs> right. So and that was what was so funny is back then you were almost matching to kind of what they were. So if somebody had auburn hair, you were playing up to kind of those fall colors. But in hindsight, it didn't do anything for their skin tone. That's for sure. Yeah. So like if somebody did bring it out again, I think they would have to make the fall, like just more flattering fall colors. Cause they yeah. were just like muddy and then it just made your skin look muddy. So there are so many colors. Yes, there so are many so, colors. Many, so many shades, everything. So, oh, so specifically about my hair. So every time I shampoo, which is probably like two times a week or so, thank God for dry shampoo. Batiste is my favorite. I use that. It's just old school, but Love it works it. so well. And, uh, but I mix in a bowl overtones brand of pastel pink um it's straight their straight pastel is still too bright for me so i dilute it in a bowl with regular conditioner and then i after i shampoo i color section my hair or or, uh, section out my hair and deposit it so i never have to sit at the hair salon because it fades really fast Mm -hmm. especially pastel so i can keep it consistently looking the color i want just from conditioner there you go there's the hot tip if you want to copy you got to get that pastel pink overtone and dilute it down. Dilute That's the it. secret. Yes. Okay, Renee, this has been my absolute delight. My last question. I read that you are a motorcycle mama, <laughs> and I found this absolutely fascinating. I always ask at the end of Nashville, your self-care rituals. Would you say that your motorcycle riding is a self-care ritual? Of course it is. Yes. You are like a motorcycle mama. <laughs> yeah. You've done cross country trips and you've probably got the leathers and everything. Oh, all the things. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I got into motorcycles 25 years ago. As I mentioned, my now late husband, he was French. He had ridden motorcycles when he grew up in France. And when he came to America, he bought a Harley Davidson and he said, when you buy a Harley Davidson, it's like buying a piece of America. So he had Harley Davidson for years and I used to ride on the back. Well, the problem with that is... He was five foot six. I'm almost five foot nine, a little top heavy. And eventually he's like, all right, I'm getting too old for this. You need to get your own. Plus he knew I, yeah, plus he knew I, I would like it. And so I took the motorcycle riding course and then got my own Harley Davidson. Now fast forward, I actually have a Triumph, which is more of a European brand. But anyway, we had so many adventures riding motorcycles. I, I haven't made it to all 50 States, but we used to do a lot of long trips, state going through states and states. And, and we also like when we've traveled all over the world, we've rented motorcycles. So I've ridden in Greece, I've ridden in Cape Town, I've ridden in Bali, I've ridden in Malaysia, I've How ridden in, you know, incredible. all sorts of things. 
Yeah. So here in Austin, I have friends. I have some girls that I've ridden with, which has been super fun. So we have kind of our own little girl gang and uh, I have some guys that I ride with. It's just so much fun. There is nothing more relaxing for me than being out on the open road. And when you're looking around, you're daydreaming, it's my most creative time as well. Some people are like, oh, my most creative time was the best ideas I find in the shower or whatever. But me just clearing your head, wind in your hair, to me, it is just absolute heaven. But also the part of it is I definitely have a fun daredevil side and I'm just easily excitable and I like danger and risk in a lot of ways. You're out there in the elements. We've had a ride away from- Austin had quite a year. Yes, for sure. But like being out on the open road and there's storm chasers, but we're trying to get away from the storm and we've seen tornadoes in the distance out in the Midwest and we are just like riding as fast as we can to get away from them. And we've been caught in thunderstorms and pouring rain and hail and just like, but it's, Again, when everything, as I told you at the beginning, when everything goes as planned, it's a success. But the best stories of my riding are the ones that didn't go as planned. And you're like, oh, shit. And, but that's the stories of the road. That's life. So I, That is so beautiful. It reminds me of my mom. And that's how she feels about riding horses. Mm. It's a very similar thing. But I also just want to say that I read a lot about your late husband and y'all's marriage and your love. And it's so beautiful. And I think every time you get on that motorcycle, I bet you just say he's with me. And it's a beautiful way to to remember him and tie him with you. So I love that. I don't think I've ever had a guest and I've had almost 300 episodes of the show. Talk about riding motorcycles. <laughs> I think it's so badass. Are you, uh, do you pop a helmet on that pink hair and just ride down yes. to Chewy's and get you some food or go to Congress? <laughs> all, yes. All oh, of yeah. That. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody look out for Renee. If you're in Austin, <laughs> check that pastel pink hair flowing. You hear a meow go yeah, by. You, you can't miss me. You can't miss me. Oh, Renee, this has been my delight. Oh, uh, please exactly. tell everybody. I know everybody already, there have been ads for you on the show. So a lot, my honeys already know oh, all about you, but love that. anybody interested in checking out the brands, checking you out on social media to see all these fun, exciting adventures. You have a bestie that has your same pink hair, right? That's like your, yeah, yeah. y'all are so cute. <laughs> Concerts, jumping into Lake Travis. Yeah. I mean, y'all are always up to something. Yeah, 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 Tell yeah. us where we can find you. All right. Well, I think the best thing that I will say is, and obviously my I'm in spirit on my blog as I write all my blog posts, but my best thing is go sign up for our blog. Like it's free, it's free advice. So if you're listening to this because you have concerns about your skin, I have had this blog. It is a brain dump of my 30 plus years of experience and it's so good. You will be smarter. Again, it's free. You never have to buy my line, but sign up for, you know, our emails and you'll get my, all my latest blog posts and you will learn so much and because there's it's so confusing out there right yes. you'll hear one thing from one person like, yeah and like I, I use the hashtag all the time obey renee like you can't go wrong and <laughs> so obey renee hashtag so that's first and foremost but yeah renee where you'll find the blog but you can take the skin type quiz and learn about your skin renee Rillo skincare is our facebook page but on instagram it's also renee Rillo skincare but i have my own personal instagram and i try to just more share my life and behind the scenes. I talk about skincare a little bit, but you go to the skincare mm-hmm. page to talk about that. I don't want to bombard people with just all skincare stuff. But yeah, if you want to see me ride a motorcycle, that's where you can find it. It's yep. at Renee Rouleau. I'm telling you, you were jumping into the lake. You were, <laughs> at, you were at ACL. I mean, she's uh, having some fun. So everybody yeah. go check Renee out. 
Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Jackie. I adore you to pieces. If I come to Austin, can we, uh, oh, is it, we'll is it real hard to get an appointment? Are you done or do you have people? Oh, so, okay. Great question. Yeah. Cause some people will probably listen to the podcast inquire. So I don't take any clients any longer. I just have my LA clients and we don't have any location where we do services. So we're strictly an e-commerce company in Dallas. When I started my company and for many years, we did have two skincare spas in Dallas. We closed those down three years ago because the goal was we, we wanted to just be a product company. That was, is such a huge part of our company. So we do have an in-house esthetician in Austin. And so you can get expert advice. So you can schedule a virtual consultation and learn from an esthetician. But yeah, so we don't offer any type of services other than the skin yes. consultations. Yeah. Honey, she is a brand owner and you own a hundred percent of your company. I'm sure 100%. you've had so many, so, so many. many big old oh. corporate little piggies come to the door with yes. their hooves they, and try to, yes. and you yes. said, oh, nope. Yes. Nope. It's my way or the highway. Honey, she is indeed. Yes. Yeah. No. And it's crazy. Some of the opportunities that I turned down, people are like, you're crazy. And I'm like, Listen, convince me why my life is going to be better. Does bigger mean better? No, I like being in control. I'm the decision maker and I never want to sell my soul for the almighty dollar. I'm just not going to do that. That's not who I am. I'm very proud. We have a team of 18 in Austin. We got recognition last year as the best company to work for by the Austin Business Journal. Yeah. And and to me, those are the happiest moments. Getting that recognition when one of my skincare products wins an award. It's not about being a gazillion dollar company and raising $10 billion. That's not exciting to me. I just want to do good work and just share my talents to make people's lives better. Just like my grandmother going back to her, she transformed people. She made people happy. And that's always been my mission. So that's incredible. And can I just say your sunscreen is fucking great. It's the best sunscreen. It goes on smooth. It doesn't get in your eyes. It doesn't go anywhere. It has no smell. It doesn't irritate. It is literally, I've tried a hundred sunscreens. It is the best fucking sunscreen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So for everyone listening, we have a sunscreen that it's called weightless protection SPF 30, but it dries to a matte finish. So if you're somebody that doesn't want to feel it, so especially for acne prone people, like they love it. And I will tell you, Jackie, I am 53. As I said, I have been wearing, I came out with that sunscreen when I was 27 years old. There's not been a day. I mean, maybe one or two, I don't know, but I've been wearing that sunscreen every single day since I've been 27 years old. I mean, I wish I had started a little bit earlier, but the point is that has been, and we know that UV light is the number one, you know, cause of uh, premature skin aging. And so I guess I'd end it with the secret that wearing sunscreen every day, finding one that doesn't break you out, clog the pores that you like wearing. And certainly I, I never use any other sunscreen. I, I shouldn't say that if it, if I'm swimming and I need something waterproof or water resistant, mine is not, but for my everyday get up in the morning, wear sunscreen, you get on your hog and you ride to get some That's breakfast right. tacos. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm wearing on my face. <laughs> oh i love it thank you so much renee jackie you're the best oh we're gonna hang i'm gonna come to austin we're gonna get some mexican margaritas and it's gonna we would get along just fine could i ride (laughs) on the back or would that be weird so i don't have a double seat okay um so no but honestly i've had several motorcycles through the years and i've always contemplated like do i want to see it on the back do i want someone to ride it would be fun but like I've never ridden with someone else and you're adding an an extra 150 pounds or whatever. And like, 
I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. I'm sure I could, but I've never done it. So I can just rent one of those bird scooters and ride next to you. Perfect. I'll just, yeah, yeah, I'll just ride real slow. Yeah, Yeah. 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 My father is a motorcycle guy, not quite to your extent, but he has a Harley. He has a vintage Honda that he put together. Yeah. And he told me when I was young, he said, you're never getting on a motorcycle unless I'm driving it. Yeah. <laughs> and I've almost kept that promise. Yeah. There have right? been a couple, oh. a couple bad boys in my past. Yes, you just can't help yourself. Dad, I hope yeah. you're not listening. <laughs> but anyway. And who doesn't love a good bad boy? Let's just be real here. I too. mean, you know, listen, it is a mood. Yes, it is a mood. Yes. Oh, Renee's the best, the pink queen of Austin. Oh, exactly. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I tell this to everybody. I say, I say, you deserve to be happy. Don't forget that, and don't forget to cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh. Renee, you you cream your neck. I'm imagining. I do cream my neck. Yes. Yes, <laughs> and you sunscreen it. That all the things. Yes. And you mask it. Mask it. Peel it. Okay. All the things. Scrub it. I gotta step my yeah. pussy game up. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta scrub that neck. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha